Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? Today we're going to talk about the pain of craving. This is a topic that is very close to my heart. But before I dive into the topic, thank you for all the messages related to loving ourselves radically. It seems that we need to nourish ourselves a lot. I never expected that response. We need to water our inner garden. And like any garden, we have to take care of it. So today we're going to talk about stages that come to an end and how to step into the ones that open up in peace. We sometimes suffer so much when a stage of our life ends, right? From a son who has become a teenager and here I'm raising my hand to a job that was lost or that you quit, to a relationship that has finished, to moving places, to getting married, to somebody who has passed away. It all hurts. Period. Today's been a year since my mom died. In fact, this is why I was inspired to write about grieving and mourning. This is not going to be a sad blog, I promise. It's going to be a heartfelt blog and it's going to be a sensitive one because I'm a sensitive person. But I also want to honor my mother and my mother was a happy woman. So I want to be in, let's say, high spirits today or moderate spirits today. We're going to walk through the labyrinth of transitions, those moments in life where we leave what we know to make our way into the unknown, either because we chose it or not. So, when a stage in our life finishes, there is a literal or metaphorical death. Pausing and honoring what's no longer alive takes a lot of courage. It's very important to learn to move slowly in times of grieving. And I'm you know, emphasizing this, because in general we do the opposite. We feel an urge to shake off the pain. We run to help our children, even though we know they don't need us anymore, or they need to do things on their own. We start looking for a new job like crazy before pausing to honor what has come to an end. We visit dating apps and hang out as if we had never been through our separation. We keep doing and doing, even if our body needs to adjust to our new landscape, if we moved to a new place. We cover ourselves with occupations, food, drinks, and much more, just to forget that the people we loved are no longer with us. And these are examples. There are so many more uh, reasons to be mourning or grieving, of course. And everyone does what they can, because we are humans on this earth. We do what we can. However, there is something I want to highlight here. In the face of the inevitability of loss, we need to breathe deeply and be with our feelings. Why? Because in the meantime, our mind, soul and body will start to reorganize without that thing or that person that is no longer present in our lives. If we don't give proper closure to a stage, we are going to put a band-aid on a wound and pretend that it isn't there. Nevertheless, we are going to move and that wound is going to itch, burn, pull and create discomfort. Pema Chodron, who I love and who is the first Western Buddhist nun, says there is no pain that goes away until it has taught us what we need to know. Mm, so... No hurt is going to leave us until we learn what we need to learn. We can't pretend that nothing has happened. We cannot deny our grief. Think about it. In the end, we had built a way of living in a way that has ended. We won't die 
with what's no longer alive. That is important to mention because the feeling is that we're going to die with the person or with the thing that has finished. In fact, it's necessary to preserve ourselves and we're going to see all the ways we can do it in a few seconds. But we don't have to be afraid of feeling low when we grieve. It seems counterproductive. But instead of running away from our emotions, the wisest thing is to get closer and look at them in the eye. It's important then to have an open heart and let our vulnerable humanity cry and take out all the pain that is stored in our body. Nobody drowns in their own tears. Please cry. Only by respecting ourselves we can begin to weave a new life strengthened by what we learned while mourning or grieving. And let me give you an example. Imagine a child that you love who's suffering because his or her puppy has died. What are you going to tell them? Stop crying now and start studying and playing sports. Come on, chin up and smile. Or are you going to comfort them with a hug and look for words to validate and relieve their feelings? The second, right? Exactly, you got it. We need the same. The popular saying tells us that time is a great healer and it's a popular saying because it is true. At first, we only see darkness, we feel sadness, we need to be alone. And one day, despite the pain, we start basking in the sun, we find ourselves laughing and we get together with our friends. Jorge Drexler, the singer, says in one of his songs, Nothing is simpler, there is no other rule, nothing is lost, everything is transformed. We aren't going to drown after a loss, we're going to transform but we need the willpower to want to transform. Grieving gives us the chance to have our own rebirth. We will continue to be ourselves, but with better resources. How? With time, patience, courage, love, compassion, habits, and even rituals that will soothe and strengthen us. And another important thing I don't want to forget is that there are no fixed time periods to grieve. When clients ask me how long it will take them to feel calmer, my answer is always the same. I don't know. It's your process and you have to respect it. But I'll be by your side. And what I do know is that you will be fine. Because that happened to me and because I have been by the side of so many who are grieving and mourning. So that is what I know for certain. You will be okay again. From my experience with my mother's loss and from working with others who are grieving, I suggest the following. Learn to respect yourself when you don't have the strength to go out. I have been there and I know that people with their best intentions are going to tell you, oh, come on, you know, you cannot continue crying. Uh, please get dressed. Uh, make yourself up. Let's go out. They do it because they love you. Okay? But you need something different. So feel the strength to set a healthy boundary and say, thank you, but today I need to be on my own. I will go out, but not right now. Then learn to be alone, but don't isolate yourself. Don't go live on a, on a deserted island. No, because we are social beings and we need our tribe. So it's okay to have times on your own. It's okay to have some time to be by yourself, but please return to your tribe now and then. Delegate simple tasks like cooking or cleaning. This seems to be a very simple tip, but not many people, you know, um, do it. 
they either stop eating, for example, or they cook like maniacs, for example, in the case of cooking. And I remember when I was with my dad in Argentina, when my mom died last year, uh, we looked at each other and we said like, oh, I'm hungry, but I don't want to cook. And he felt the same. And so we delegated cooking and we asked for delivery services every night. And then at midday the following day we had the leftovers and, and we do the same with the cleaning well my mom and dad had um have a cleaning service but um we didn't do anything we just respected our bodies get plenty of rest and take long baths it's very important that you nourish yourself like we said at the beginning and these are wonderful ways of doing it talk to people who can create a safe and loving container for you and what you're going through and this is similar to what i said at the beginning people are going to come to your house and they're going to see you crying and they're going to say stop crying please chin up smile um this has to finish you need to go on you know um that has ended or you have changed this or that or this person has gone but you need to go on yes that is true that is true But for some time, you're going to need people who are going to be by your side and who are not going to demand anything from you. You can talk or remain silent or cry or whatever, or, you know, just talk about the weather. But for some time, you need to be very selective about your interlocutors. And as time passes, go for a walk or ride a bike. Do something that can bring you closer to nature because nature heals us if you have faith praying will also help you meditate remember that when you subscribed to this blog you received um, a mindfulness meditation guide uh, so use it uh, avoid too much alcohol tobacco or food i know it's a temptation so give yourself a treat but remember not to have too much of those because they increase anxiety and what we want is to soothe you not to make you anxious okay uh see your doctor and tell them how you feel you might need a checkup some vitamins or maybe just some time away from work you don't know and this is so important and doctors have helped so many people who have lost someone or who have changed careers or um, you know uh, who have left their jobs and you name the the stage that has finished and they will help you also seek help from a compassionate professional who can help you emotionally throughout your grief it can be a counselor a coach or a therapist or or psychologist but please seek that help and seek that help with self-compassion choose wisely talk to others who have been through similar situations and who have overcome them there are self Uh, help groups for different kinds of mourning. In fact, when my mom died, for example, I found a self-help group for people who had lost a family member. Um, there are plenty and for different kinds of situations. Um, when you feel more energetic, restart doing physical exercise or start one. And then make your home a beautiful refuge. Light scented candles, incense, listen to music that lifts your spirits or calms you down but make your home a beautiful one, one that you want to return to and one where you feel peace. So to start rounding off here, I want to say that the warriors of light go through the dark night of the soul knowing that the light of a new dawn awaits them. If you're mourning or grieving, keep in mind that you will be fine again.
My mother, may she rest in peace, always told me in difficult moments, this too shall pass, Georgie. You will, you will be okay. All is well. I can still hear her raspy voice. Ah, today I'd like to round off by thanking my mother for her hugs, her encouraging words, her tireless way of being there for others, not only for us, her family, but for her friends, neighbors and colleagues. And I want to extend my hand to hold yours and to tell you that if you are going through a transition, you aren't alone. Mm? Please message me uh, via my Instagram or through the contact page and I will be reading you. If you know someone who can benefit from this blog, forward it to them and invite them to subscribe to the blog. That way we will build bridges to help one another. For the time being, I'm sending you a big hug, one that you feel and that I can feel too, because I need you a lot this week, this week more than ever. See you next week.